Longhorn Notebook. And, uh, of course, an All-American. His name is on the wall at UFC Dish Fog Field and in the bigs as well and world champion. Greg Swindell joins us now in the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Zeke, I appreciate the time. Uh, I it, when, when we were communicating this morning, you were talking about uh, being out for a walk. For folks who don't know, you don't exactly live in the greater Austin area, so it's a road trip for you to come to town, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, pretty much every week during the baseball season, just two hours. Up to ninety. Yeah, I live in Cyprus, right outside of Houston, so it's an easy commute. But today was a perfect morning, and I, I don't usually get out and walk. But today I had to take advantage of this this morning and kind of overindulged. I went too far the other way and had to remember I had to come back. It was, it was a long walk for me this morning. <laughs> I understand that. Um, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions about this series before we talk about because I know you also keep up with the national scene as well. Um, First of all, uh, the the importance of the Lucas Gordon start last night, not only uh, for the team and also for Lucas coming off two outings that weren't his better outings of the season, but also since we only saw Chase Loomis and then Max Grubbs out of the pen, how that sets up uh, the Longhorns for the other two games of this series against West Virginia tonight and tomorrow. I think it's uh, huge. That's what you want your your Friday night guy, last night being a Thursday night, to, to go out and do. And I think Lucas knew his prior two starts weren't up to par for him. And he wanted to go out and, and prove to himself and his teammates and everyone that, that he's he's going to be that guy. And you can see it. You can see the emotion in him. I, lo- I love the swagger that he has when he's out there on the mound. He gets the fans going. Um, very very animated, and that's when you know Lucas is out there having fun, throwing well, and um, just use two relievers and two relievers that haven't been used too much in in, in situations. Um, good for them to get out there and get a couple, you know, some some pitches in. But you didn't have to use your main guys coming out of the bullpen, and 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 now tonight with with LBJ going, he's he's thrown into the seventh inning. He's he's throwing the ball well. I think it's an important start for him tonight because can he continue? To progress, can he continue to stay on this path uh, of throwing, getting you deep into ball games? This is what Texas was wanting out of him, and this is what they're getting. So if they can get something from him tonight, six, seven innings um, against a, a good West Virginia team, um, we know that Tanner Witt on, on Saturday is on a pitch count, so you, you never know how that's going to go. Uh, but Travis Staley behind him has been throwing well, so it, it's kind of setting up nicely for Texas. A lot has to go right in the next couple of days for them to, to be on top. But like Coach Pierce says, David says it all the time, they just want to play clean baseball. And, and if, if they do that uh, and win games, that's good. But this is a, a perfect time of year for these guys to start playing really good. To borrow a phrase from your broadcast partner on LHN and when he's on the road with us working with me on radio, Keith Moreland, his phrase, on the back side of that, I want to ask you about uh, West Virginia. Now, uh, it, it really raised some eyebrows and had some people wondering when Ben Hampton did not start the regular Friday guy, and I know it was a day's less rest to go with, but also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you and Keith, in visiting with Randy Maisie, didn't have the impression that there was anything physically wrong with Hampton. He just wanted to go that route with Carson Estridge, whom the Longridge jumped all over. Was that was that the way you understood it in visiting with Coach Maisie? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, do they have to win all three games? No. Um, if they win the next two, uh, they're Big 12 champs, uh, regular season champs. So it's, um, 
uh, something where they're looking ahead, I believe, to, to next week and to keep Ben Hampton on, on the schedule um, is probably important to them. But if, if they lose tonight, don't be surprised if Ben Hampton's out there tomorrow because they're going to have to win one game uh, here in Austin. But uh, Ben Hampton, nothing wrong with him. And I was very surprised when I saw it too because Ben Hampton's pitched well against Texas in his career at West Virginia. So um, they're putting a lot on the shoulders of Traxel. Uh, tonight, but he's he's lived up to it all year for West Virginia, and he's he's a, a horse. He's going to give you innings, and it's going to be a, a fun afternoon or fun night tonight at the Dish. And uh, Ben Hampton just needs to um, hopefully, I mean, for Texas' sake, hopefully they they don't have to see Ben Hampton this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Randy Macy saves him for a Wednesday start uh, in Arlington. Who knows? I, I want to ask you about Traxel. Uh, here, here's a guy who uh, leads the Big 12 in innings pitch, 94 and two-thirds. That'll happen when you have five complete games, which is unheard of in this day and age. Now, I know when we were honoring Kirk Dressendorfer, we mentioned that he had 18 complete games. Did you have that many in uh, in the 84 and 85 era? Did you did you have that many complete games pitching for Coach Gus? Because I knew he liked to lean on you guys. Yeah, um I believe I had 15 my sophomore <laughs> year. Um, you know, that's that's what you, you you're there for is to get out of there. But Traxel, though, he um he'll give you three or four different arm angles. He'll go over the top. He'll drop down to the side. Just kind of a, a, a loosey goosey guy out there, and and I think that saves his arm for the most part throughout the game just by moving arm slots. And he's going to give you innings. He's going he's going to try to keep you off balance and. Obviously, the innings are there and the complete games are there. So, Texas Texas has their hands full tonight. But, um, again, both teams are playing for a lot. So, it's going to be – it should be a really, really good pitching matchup between Traxel and, and LBJ. Well, and and that brings to a follow-up about Traxel. I've had uh, a couple of different people around the Big 12 broadcasters tell me – they said that Traxel – We'll we'll mix in a, a variety of arm slots. Your your uh, your friend and, and, and teammate and uh, our broadcast partner Ty Harrington said on his changeup alone he can show you three different uh, angles on that. How difficult does it make it for the hitter knowing that the changeup alone can come from a variety of angles? <laughs> I mean, that's that makes him a pitcher. I mean, he's not out there trying trying to throw the ball by anyone. He's he's only going to throw in the mid eighties. So he has to learn to, to finesse it. And he's got a good feel, obviously, at each arm angle and, and for the grip on the changeup. And that is the toughest pitch for hitters to pick up, regardless of what arm angle it's from, especially when you have good arm action and, and, and take a lot of speed off the baseball. So it, it's going to be a test. Um, he's done well all season. Uh, but Texas, Texas is, is – they've been hitting the ball. I mean, they've been in double figures and – pounding out about 55 runs in the last four games. So it's he's got his work cut out, Traxel does, and, and Texas, I think, can figure him out. Might take him a couple times through the order, but um, I think they'll be able to figure him out and, and have a good ball game. Talking college baseball, Longhorn baseball with Greg Swindell, a lifetime Longhorn here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Okay, uh, Zeke, let me, let me shift it to uh, – the national scene. First of all, for folks who, who didn't know that now, because of what happened last night with Texas Tech losing the late game out on the uh, out on the South Plains at home to Kansas and TCU losing at Kansas State, 
um, that uh, I think in, imperils both of them, especially TCU, in terms of an at-large bid. Texas State helped itself in that at-large scene. They had a rally, but they won over UL Monroe last night. And the Longhorns now can finish no lower than fifth in the conference. And if they win one more or K-State lose uh, one more, they can finish no lower than fourth. And obviously they, they still have that outside shot to win the league. But I, I, I want to get your thoughts uh, right now on the, the fact Texas has an RPI of 26 at the moment and uh, went up five slots in the RPI. Three schools last night who have been mentioned as kind of popular choices, depending on your uh, examination uh, of the uh, regional projections, uh, three schools that have been most recently mentioned as regional hosts all lost conference games last night. UConn was one of those teams that lost a conference game. Boston College was one of those teams that lost a conference game last night. And losing those games late in the year, uh, how close a race is this going to be? And folks keep asking, do the Longhorns have a shot at still hosting a regional? My answer has been outside. They're still on the outside looking in. But I guess when other teams are losing like that, it certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, I, I think Texas still has, like you said, an outside shot. Um, this is what the, the voters look at late in the season. They look, they look at wins and losses down the stretch. And if, if you lose, it's going to hurt you. And if you win, obviously it's going to help you. And Texas is helping their cause, especially playing a number six team in the nation and, and winning last night in, in that fashion, uh, double figures, one twelve to two. Um, so if they can just, if Texas can continue to win, um, if they sweep West Virginia, uh, that's a plus. I think that'll open the eyes of, of the voters and then also um, have a good week next week. You don't have to win the Big 12 tournament, uh, but last year they ended up making the championship game and end up hosting a regional and finding that out on championship day. So I, I really think if they win ball games, that, that they can. Their resume is there. The RPI keeps getting lower and lower. And if teams uh, that are on the bubble keep losing and you keep winning, I, I see no problem. And you know that the NCAA would love to have a regional here in Austin. You know, the, the other thing, the other team I, I, I didn't mention was Dallas Baptist, who lost at home to Western Kentucky last night. That's another team that's been mentioned uh, as a possible regional host or projected, at, at least in some of the projections, to do it. And then I look at the RPI, Zeke. Texas Tech is 48, Texas State is 49, and TCU is 50. Safe to say these next two games for all three of those teams are critical? Yeah, it is. I mean, Texas State, uh, they had that big run last year, so you know they're they are chomping at the bits to get back into postseason play. Um, and, and the other two, yeah, I mean, they're, they're teams that, that all season long had been right there in the mix, and now they find themselves on the bubble and, and pretty much must-win games um, right now even to, to make the tournament. So uh, I, I like Dallas Baptist, the, uh, another team you brought up, Dan Hefner. Um, I think they're just they're obviously uh, one win away from from making it to Omaha. They've been in the super regionals a few times, but they're they're a good ball team. I, I like what what they have there, and it, it, this is this is what makes college baseball great. The parity's there, and it comes down to the last regular season games uh, to tell a lot about where you're going to be in your tournaments and possibly where you're going to be beyond that. 
Yeah, uh, it, it didn't help the Patriots to lose to the team. It's now 155 in the RPI. They were 169 last night. Uh, they moved up 14 spots by winning uh, at DBU. DBU did only drop three spots, though, uh, to 18 on that. Zeke, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, listen, uh, rest up since uh, since it's a grind for these next two, next two ball games. We'll look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark later today. Thanks for joining me. All righty. I had to go down to number 42 on the list, Virginia Beach. I've never been to Virginia Beach. Uh, there, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How far down? Okay, number 42. <laughs> Virginia Beach would be the largest city by population that you've never visited. Okay. Number 42 on the list. Okay. It's a nice place, Virginia Beach. I have been there. I tell you, it's a nice place. Hey, Zeke, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. We'll see you later today at the ballpark. All righty. Thank All right. you. All right, that's Greg Swindell, uh, Longhorn legend. College Baseball Hall of Famer, and of course a world champion as well. Um, yeah, it. I, I did find it interesting. Those those three schools uh, that are listed this week as being regional hosts all suffered defeats last night: Boston College, UConn, and Dallas Baptist. Uh, Dallas Baptist. Uh, was number 15 in the RPI. They did lose to the number 159 RPI uh, team, Western Kentucky. So they dry, they fell three spots there. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens the rest of the weekend. Certainly the Longhorns can help themselves if they continue to win this week.